0: Uh, Katie tells me that it's the hardest thing she's had to do, like since Eddie died. Like, just, you know, giving the dog away. Because, you know, you want the, like, the whole point of fostering is like, you want the best for them, but you care for them and you get attached. It's hard. Like, I'm not emotionally strong enough to be a foster parent. I'm too easily emotionally manipulated by puppies. It's just, you know. Yeah. Give me a kid. I'll foster a kid and then send them on their way. I think that would be a whole lot easier. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this
1: is the Literate ApeCast.
0: Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned. Your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate ApeCast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. Man. What a week. So you're tired. At a, at a, you're tired. You've been busting your ass. Yeah, a busy work. You, I mean, you know what it's like being a working man. We had a our, no. our biggest clients, biggest sales meeting, you know, national meeting was this week. So I was on site for setup and rehearsals on Friday, worked all day Saturday and Sunday, all day. I mean, you know, six hours, eight hours collectively. Um, but uh, you know, a work day with the kid. And then on site all day Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And uh I love it. It's tiring. It's kind of like being at, like being a summer camp counselor again. Like everybody's there. We're all there. and We all f- go off and do our own things for our clients on, you know, during the day, and then we come back together at the end of the day. And we have dinner. We have drinks, and we fuck around, and we, you know, talk shit about everybody and the clients, and ah, whatever. And then we get up real early and do the same thing again. It's uh, I love it. It's a blast. But yeah, I'm tired. Hard work. Watch. Yeah, I went. Uh, what do you What, what, what did up- you do this week? I got up. Uh, I
1: went to the gym every day. Um, I took long walks. Mm. Uh, one, one day, I one day I just walked to Circus Circus because I had not been there in a while and uh, won forty bucks. And, God, that uh, almost
0: bankrupted Circus Circus, dude. Take it easy. Yeah, oh yeah,
1: no shit. And I was blowing it away. I played the Conan game. Which was fun. It's yeah. stupid. It's a Conan Conan the Barbarian game. And it yeah. and it is stupid, but it's really fun. And, and then when you hit the bonus, it goes
0: Conan.
1: And it's, yeah, it's pretty fun. Pretty fun. I th- yeah. I think but, it'd be better uh, if it
0: I, was Conan the Librarian from the hit film UHF. See, that would be that would be even more fun. I would Do play. Do you game. know the Dewey Decimal system. Well, you know
1: the rule. You know the rule, right? You know the the slot rule. <laughs> The slot rule is you go on the floor and you find the game. It's it's either it's the only game or very few of those specific slots on the slot because what that means is, like in Buffalo, if if anybody's listening, if Buffalo, there's a there's fifty Buffalo machines per square inch in every casino because they're the most popular, but they don't pay out because they're the most popular. Mm -hmm. You find the one that's so you you find the one that's by itself, and then you know either they are graduating that one out they're getting rid of that machine or they're trying out that machine either right. way it's going to hire it's going to have a higher payout that's just how it works so i always look for the machine that's the only one i'll walk around for you know 20 minutes looking for that machine that there it's just not anywhere there's no other machine like it anywhere near it and then that's the one i play yeah. and i usually i usually uh, cuz i play low stakes but i usually double or triple my money every time so yeah I, and i better because i quit my job
0: that's right.
1: Yeah, I quit my job with so venture you're like, tactics.
0: You're like fun employed now.
1: <laughs> well, what I'm what I'm doing is I'm taking two weeks off and the thing about this, for me, and Dana was laughing about this, for me, two weeks off means I'm sending out two or three resumes a day. Mm-hmm. I'm writing, you know, maybe four thousand words a day instead of six or seven. You know, I'm still doing my thing, but the difference is is that I'm no longer getting paid to do Zoom meetings, to do Zoho projects, to uh, get on uh, get online, to be online at all times for you know ten hours a day, to to do cleanup stuff and copy edit things. It's you know the thing about it is, and that's the thing. Uh, I don't have any regrets with the job that I had for the last year. I mean, I got gainful no, employment. Yeah. Paid me a good salary more than I was making at the casino. Um and uh and I got it during the second year of a historic global pandemic. So I got to yeah. work from home for a year, a year and a month, a year and 6 weeks, but uh I didn't expect this was going to be much longer than a year anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: And what what happened was uh the guy that was the director of operations, who I got along with like a house on fire, he and I just worked really, really well together. And he,
0: wait, he and that's, I worked. that's a thing people say you got along like a house on fire. That's
1: uh, just what I said. I don't know if anybody else says it, but that doesn't sound good.
0: A house on fire, I don't is know not if a that, good thing, you know,
1: it might be another shoe thing. I don't know. It just yeah. sounded, it just came out of my mouth. I mean, because I know how it like works. Maybe it's an old.
0: Kansas colloquialism that I'm not familiar with and
1: got along like a house on fire. I'll have to look that up because I think that's a real phrase, but maybe I just made it up. I I, I could have just made it up. It's possible. All right. I'm like the Norm Crosby of Las Vegas, so uh
0: you, think, you don't even you get mean, the reference. From Crosby Stills and Nash. Bill Crosby. No, I mean Norm. I mean Norm.
1: No, I mean Norm Crosby. He was a, a comedian known for his uh Sort of like Yogi Berra fucking things up.
0: No, that's Bill Cosby, wise. known for his thing of going to the dentist and then raping and a lot of women.
1: Okay, either way, either way, um, but uh, no, but he and I got along really, really well and worked very well together. Did a whole bunch of stuff, lot well, of like writing, a lot of writing. House on fire,
0: of, sure, yeah,
1: yeah, and then uh, and then he got well. What I what I as I understood it, he left on his own volition. Turns out he got fired. Um, well, I didn't realize he yeah, well, that I was the thing. That, I mean, yeah, that ha- that happened early in January. His last day was February fourth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. so the CEO got on, and the first thing out of his, he's like, "All right, well, we gotta." <laughs> and this is just sort of his personality. Oh, the copywriting department's gotten a little chubby. Time to go to the gym. I'm like, all right, what do you want to do? So he assigns me and the and uh, the other copywriter uh, this huge. It's going to be three months of work. But it's to write an AI program that effectively replaces the copywriters.
0: Yeah, you were talking about this last week, and you were gearing up to to quit. Yeah, I was gearing up to quit. So I got on the
1: phone with him, and I said, listen, I'm not doing that. And so we talked about it, and it was like I didn't say anything at all. It's like I (laughs) I said, you hired me. You hired me to write... Marketing collateral—that's what you hired me to. Do. That's what I'm good at. Uh, I, I don't know anything about writing an AI AI program, and I wouldn't write one to replace copywriting anyway. I think it's great, that's crazy. And uh, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, you could paint it as a negative. You could paint it as a negative." I went, "Well, yeah, I could actually." And he goes, "But uh, you know, if all you're going to do is write blog posts and white papers, I can get I can get a guy from the Philippines to do that for 200 bucks." Okay. So that that to me that told me exactly how much he valued what I could do yeah. and what I what he hired me to do. And I went, you know, all right, you know what? Uh, maybe maybe this just isn't uh, isn't and, and quite frankly given the fact that he had started a secondary business, dropped like $800,000 to start it and then realized about 2 or 3 months later that the product he was selling was bullshit. Yeah. And and and, and it was just it didn't work. And so I know he was hurting for some cash, so I'm sure freeing up four thousand dollars a month to pay me made him happy. Because yeah. he was it wasn't it wasn't like it was acrimonious. It's like I just, yeah, I'm not I this isn't working out, and maybe, you know, it's time for me to move on. Not, I know I can't provide the value that you want to pay for, and I'm no I'm not gonna do the things you want me to do. He goes, No, seriously, here. We won't do the, A. you you don't have to do the AI thing. So here is, and then on a Zoom call, he goes through like three different like bureaucratic programs of how, what he wants me to do. And it's like, none of this is writing. Like one of them is like a, 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 a digital whiteboard
0: yeah. where
1: it's like, create this, create this, you know, it's like for all these email drip campaigns, it's like, this stuff is already, why would I spend hours of my week formatting this stuff when it's already written down we already have this and in, in, i already did this no no he wanted in that format i said like, you know this isn't gonna work out and he was like okay thanks i mean it was really just like bam yeah and so what i'm doing is i'm taking uh, the last two weeks of february and just chilling out you know i'm just gonna do my thing
0: that's really all and it was then, so when uh, you left it was just like yeah this isn't working out and he was like okay yeah. I it? mean, literal, like, literally, right, we'll literally, literally the response check they, in the mail or whatever. Like, yeah.
1: Once, once I said, nope, I'm done. He said, all right, that's fine. I got a check on Tuesday. I'm done. That's it. You know, it's like, all right, <laughs> so good. And, you know, and the thing about it is Dana has, you know, we our, our arrangement has always been, I pay like 75% of our bills and she pays about a quarter of them and then she saves and mm-hmm. she got plenty of savings yeah. And so, you know, I'm going to take, uh, like I said, till the end of the month, just kind of relaxing, and then hitting March first. I'm just going to jump in, you know, just hit the ground running the way I do, and it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be a couple. Pr- it's going to be some freelance writing. It's going to be looking for uh, other writing gigs and freelance getting copywriting gigs, whatever content writing gigs, and uh, and focusing on getting some grants for Literate Press. And that's what I'm going to do. And Great. you know. Basically, Dana is assured but she can handle she can handle the bills for three four months. I can't imagine it's going to take me longer than a month or two to kind of land either a consistent sort of like here's the freelance back and forth,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or here's a job that pays you know and and unlike the job I just had, maybe it'll even offer benefits. So you know yeah. whatever yeah. Yeah. you know that'd be okay. So yeah, I'm not I am not remotely worried about any of it. Um, but it just becomes another. <laughs> and really? as, as your mother said, when I was talking to her, when she was in Vegas, she goes, you just can't hold on to a job. Can you? Uh, and and, we, and I laughed. I said, well, that's one, that is certainly one way of looking at it. Uh, I'm just not, I'm not a legacy job guy. I mean, the last legacy sounds like, job I had
0: it sounds like something was Chicago public. Not my well,
1: Chicago public. Well, you know, but I mean, it's, an, it, that's, a, that's a generational thing and I get it. And, uh, you know, was the last job I thought I was going to have till I retired was Chicago Public Radio, but uh, that obviously didn't work out. So, yeah. you know, and then I moved here, and who the hell knows what? I mean, it, it, it's actually in my cover letter that I've been sending out is that Dana has on my wall a quote: "Vegas needs me; it just doesn't know how to use me yet." And that's yeah. the truth. And I, you know, to, to me, that's kind of what my fifties are. It's like, all right, let's just find out what I want to do and what I'm, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of beyond being desperate for a job Uh, it's like i'm not i don't give a shit i'll I'll get jobs that's it so i'm not too worried about it so and given the choice of working as hard as you do versus (laughs) what i'm doing right now (laughs) i guarantee you right now i'm having a better time uh you might be having camp canceler time but man
0: i am just (laughs) i'm loving life my friend yeah i mean i look i i like life um I love life. I, I, I like what I do. I love the people I work with. I like the work we're doing. I, So it's not that bad. I mean, it's... Yeah, no, you,
1: you're you good at what you do, so it's fun.
0: I, I wish... Yeah, it is it is fun. I mean, I wish that I had more Uh. emotional or creative energy, either at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, to get more of my writing done. Yeah. But I don't think that that's the job as much as it is having a wife and kid and another kid on the way that plays into it, you
1: know? You know, we're going to go back to, we're going to go back to, uh, to uh, MT, you know? Don't, you you can't blame your family and kids for not having time to do your creative shit. The only thing to blame is the job, which is fine.
0: But it's not. And it's okay.
1: Because, well, that's the thing is, I'm, this is what I think is funny is there was a time period in my younger days and not even like when I was in my 20s, like when I was in my, late 30s and 40s when I was, Captain Rockstar, art for art's sake, fuck you, I'm going to create my art and I'm going to do that, and I'm definitely, uh, I'm reacquainting myself with that. That's
0: good, yeah. Yeah. No, I I think if, if I didn't have Harry, at the end of the day, I wouldn't have to go and pick him up from school. I wouldn't have to feed him dinner. I wouldn't have to play with him and engage with him. I would... I'd have three hours of the night back where I could, you know, either get work, work done and out of the way so I could, in the morning, I can get up early and write for myself, or I spend those three hours writing for myself. But, you know, the kid is, it's energy and it's emotional energy and it's, it's an, it's an odd kind of energy that you didn't know you had that gets sucked up. It's just, it's all sucking. That said, I love my kid. I can't wait to have a second one. Fatherhood is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me.
1: You're having a second one? You know we haven't announced that on the podcast yet.
0: Well, I guess we just did. You
1: just, you just, yeah, you've been, <laughs> you've been saying how you were going to wait until you tipped <laughs> that, and you just, you let it go. Yes, you are having there another is. child. It's a girl. It's a girl. Uh, it is a boy. It is a boy. So you're gonna it have two boy. boys, motherfucker. Oh boy. I'm a boy dad. Hashtag boy dad. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 you get the seed. Yeah. All right, well, congratulations for those, uh, and, and we will have uh, soon, we're going to have a, a siblings episode where we have uh, our siblings on, and we talk about David. We just talk about David, yeah. maybe well, me.
0: It's You know, because I'm approaching <sighs> the second kid and how that's going to adjust fatherhood and adjust my life in a very different way than I did the first time around. There's no... Fear or panic this time. It's yeah. I'm, 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 well, I've got I'm an approaching entire it more as a journalist or strategist. You know, I like, have a
1: series of podcasts of your panic. So yeah, uh right. Anybody anybody wants to and in fact this is the thing is at some point and I hadn't thought about this until this very minute, but at some point I guarantee you Harry I mean he may he may not last more than a couple of episodes, but Harry's gonna want to listen to what Dad was talking about before he was born, he's going to want to listen to these goddamn podcasts. Yeah. So yeah. if nothing else, since no one else is listening, at least we're we're for posterity. This is for your children, um, for if to be able to else. listen to. Yeah, you know. Wow. Yeah. So wait a minute. You told me you mentioned uh, you mentioned the other day that uh, you thought uh, that Katie was. Uh, as opposed to Stacy, the woman you live with that you that you can't stand, but Katie, your wife, yeah, um, uh, that she's going to be murdered over the foster dog.
0: Yeah, there was um, there there was a moment on Tuesday So I'm, at, I'm on site working the event. I get a text from Katie saying, "Oh well, let's back up. So we had this. We had the foster dog. Yeah, you had a foster dog. Yeah. We had Loki for about three weeks. I fell in love with him. Katie fell in love with him. Harry fell in love with him. Molly." Learn to care for him. Everybody's getting along great. I wanted to keep the dog, uh, but Katie of course she saying, did. Katie was saying he's just—he's going to be too big for our house. Like there's so much dog shit in that backyard right now. Like it's—it's it's a lot. And he's—he's he's was an Australian, is an Australian uh, cattle dog, so he's going to get to be like fifty pounds. Yeah, he's going to be a bigger dog. It's a, yeah, it's a big dog to have with. We already have a dog in the house with. The new boy, like, it's just, it's a lot. So I was like, uh, yeah, maybe you're, you're probably right. Okay. And you let Harry just shit out in the yard too, right? Oh yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how we trained. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna say that's yeah. like three, and then you're gonna have another kid, so that'd be like four, four. Yeah, and
0: Katie's, shit machines. Katie shits and she shits in yeah. the yard.
1: So you know, yeah. that's a lot of shit in a yard, man.
0: And I'm the one that cleans it up. It's very. It's, I
1: don't know how I agreed to that, but see, that's where you don't have the time to write. Is that you're cleaning, I'm cleaning up, up shit? Up all the poop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It all comes together now. Half a million. dollars. So anyway, how did she get killed? Point. How did? How did so she almost how did get she murdered? Get killed, right? <laughs>
0: So, on Friday last week, they're, they're, the rescue service that she's with, that she hooked up with, that gave us Loki, had somebody who wanted to adopt Loki. So, they do a background check. They're like, "Okay, here's this person." Connect with the. She connects them on Facebook. Here's his address. She goes and takes Loki over on Friday, and the dog and the guy hit it off. And Katie leaves him with his new family. This this guy. Uh, Katie tells me that it's the hardest thing she's had to do, like, since Eddie died. Like, just, you know, giving the dog away. Because, you know, you want the, like, the whole point of fostering is, like, you want the best for them, but you care for them, and you get attached. It's hard. Like, I'm not emotionally strong enough to be a foster parent. I'm too easily emotionally manipulated by puppies. It's just, you know. Yeah. Give me a kid. I'll foster a kid and then send them on their way. I think that would be a whole lot easier. That's interesting. Maybe. It depends on how long and at what age. Huh. it's an interesting science experiment I should embark on. Anyway, so Friday she gets the dog, or the guy gets a dog, and we're home without Loki. And Tuesday afternoon, or Tuesday morning, around eleven o'clock, she sends me a text message that says, "Call me when you have five minutes." And I happen to have five minutes at that time, so I'm like, "Okay." She's probably just like going to want to chat. I'm like, "Yeah, cool. That's yeah, chat with my wife." Because uh, I've been staying up at a hotel, like I hadn't seen her in, day or two whatever it had been at that point so I get on the phone and she's like so um the guy who adopted Loki uh is a weirdo and I'm scared okay what's what's going on well he just Facebook messaged me and said that he fell and broke his arm and can I take him to the hospital and that he can't get dressed and he's naked and needs me to dress him and take him to the hospital (laughs) So I hear this and I'm like, well, that's,
1: that's,
0: that's odd. What, what the hell? Katie? She's like, well, I'm not going to do it. I said, obviously you're not going to do it. She's like, I told him that I was with my kid and I couldn't come help him right now. Uh, But like, do you have somebody else you can call or have you tried 911? What's the nearest hospital? Come on, guy, (laughs) like figure it out. Oh, and she's asking, like, do you need me to come and, like...
1: No, wait a a minute. He broke his arm and he couldn't get dressed?
0: That's the story.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure that's how it happened. And I'm pretty sure that's not...
0: Yeah. So, because, you know, when when Katie, like, left the guy on Friday, she said, you know, if you need anything with the dog or have any questions you know oh she
1: opened the door and he
0: walked right in on Facebook so she's thinking like do you god I'm glad I don't have Facebook anymore Jesus Christ do you need help with the dog and he's apparently not he just needs help getting his naked body covered and to the hospital so Katie contacts the rescue organization sure they do something about like like, is the dog okay do you need us to do anything with, with the dog how can we help you while you're in the hospital and have you gotten to the hospital yet so Apparently, this guy did get to the hospital, and again, I'm hearing this like through text as the day's playing out. Katie has no interest in going to help this guy because what the fuck? Yeah. So I said, "Can you send me? Who is this guy? Send me his picture, profile, Facebook profile, or whatever. Because I'm not on Facebook, so I can't like go search him." So she sends me some screenshots. Wait a minute. Can I? Can I guess? It was Nestor
1: Gomez, wasn't it?
0: it was not but oh my god all right go how ahead great would that have been
1: yeah yeah that I, I thought that would be a nice uh tag to it but no all right so tell me Holy tell me who it was what shit. so you get all these screenshots like all the i just screenshots. had it because
0: yeah and that immediately immediately i'm relieved this guy is not a sicko rapist, murderer, like because that's of course that's where my brain goes to. It's like, oh yeah, come help yeah. me. I'm naked. Uh-huh. You know, what the fuck? It's a strange, really, really strange request to put out to somebody that you it's a pretty don't strange know. request to, to
1: well, first of all, to Facebook somebody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Second of all, to Facebook a woman that you've met once. A, essentially this a stranger. is stranger,
0: yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. this is this is yeah, it's a little weird. So who is this guy? What happened? So I get the screenshots and I'm immediately relieved because this guy is not a, a creep, a sexual deviant. How, how, do, how do you know this? How do you know this? How do you know oh, this? Because he's a gay black poet. She's totally safe. G- gay black poets don't kill white women. They just don't. Are you kidding? Nah. Name one. Well, I
1: mean, I can't name exactly. one. I don't know any of them. You, I mean, can't, they you don't know, exist. I mean, they're like they're like unicorns. No. It's like saying well, see, that's like saying uh Black Lives Matter guys wouldn't shoot other
0: Black Lives Matter guys, and that happened. No, that's very different. Gay black poet does not want to murder and rape my wife. No way. Nope. Well, so maybe he doesn't want to rape her, but maybe he wants nah. to do other no, I don't he's, know. He's I don't like, know. He's like a four foot eight-pound so gay black poet.
1: See, I think no. that is a real I think I think that is a stereotype that you've created in your brain that that makes, you know. It's just yep. like saying, uh I'm yeah, fine with it's that. just like saying some big bald white guy is suddenly a Nazi. No, he's yeah, just big, bald, and in white. In my
0: head, I was picturing a, a big, big, big bald white, white a guy, a big bald white guy who was a creep yeah. and wanted to rape and murder my wife. You know, he sized her up when she came over, and now he's like, "Yeah, she seems helpful. Let's trick her into coming over so I can turn her into a bathrobe for my dick." But no, it's a gay black, gay, gay black. James Gum was not bald. Well, this is James Gum's second cousin who has alopecia, and it's. it's hey, it's I'm just saying. I'm just
1: saying. James Gum was a little. It puts thin the on lo- top. It puts the lotion in the basket. Don't tell me that just because they're gay and black that they can't be Buffalo Bills. All I'm saying. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying apparently this guy
0: wasn't. All right. Well, I'm glad this guy is just an unfortunate weirdo. So apparently because Katie's been telling me this, that he's in like Facebook groups asking for help. Can someone please come help me put puppy pads down? Can someone help me get dressed in the morning? Can someone, and it's like, he's lonely. He's lonely. And here's why he's lonely because he does shit like this. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's because being his friend is a job. Well, a yeah, hard, I've had you've, The thing job. is
1: you've had friends like that. I've had friends like that. I had a friend in college who who uh g- you know, he considered me his best friend. And I you know, it's like I liked him, he was my friend. I wouldn't yeah. say he was my best friend, but he was, you know, he was definitely a friend. And uh but we stopped being friends because he started like uh, you know, I'd be busy doing stuff, and like a week later, if I hadn't heard from him, he'd call me. And instead of calling me and say, "Hey, what's going on?" Oh, what, instead of calling me and saying, "Hey, what's going on?", um, he he'd call me and bitch that I hadn't called him all all week. I've heard from you all week. Oh god! It's like after after a while, I was like, dude, could you just if, if you're gonna call me, let's just talk about what we want to talk about. I don't want to hear you fucking try to guilt trip me because I've been right. Do another shit, and yeah. eventually I just stopped. I I did and then it was you, you. You're not my friend. You abandoned me, and I finally, after a while, I finally went. You're right. I'm not your fucking friend. Stop calling me, mm. Jesus Christ. You know, and I hate to be a cold son of a bitch, but it was like, man, this is too much. That needy, that needy shit is just. I get it. Look, everybody, man,
0: everybody in their life needs a friend sometimes. Yeah. Needs a little help, but. Asking strangers in the way that he has been on Facebook and to Katie, it's just it's well, off-putting. It's unnerving. It's odd. Well, even if sad. it was somebody, even if it was somebody that you knew
1: very well, like if you and I, if if every time we cut on the Apecast or just like back and forth when we text all week, because we text between you, me, and Jared, we're texting constantly all week.
0: Yeah.
1: If all of a sudden, if all of a sudden you turned into the kind of person where you were like constantly in need of a sense of affirmation or love or whatever it is, you know, and, and, you know, much as I love you, eventually that that starts to wear the friendship thin and that's how friendships kind of die. They die because, because of that, you know, it's, It's I mean, it's one of the reasons it's one of the reasons I love Joe is Joe and I, I mean, we've been friends for fucking 35 years it's to the point where, man, I don't. if I don't hear from Joe for two months, I mean, nothing. You know, it's like there's yeah. not. you know, or or once in a while he'll post and just say, I posted. But there's no, like, uh, hey, we're, and then once yeah. in a while it's like, ah, oh, let's hang out. He'll, he'll FaceTime me or I'll FaceTime him. Or, like, he came out here in December and we yeah. spent a week fucking around in Vegas. And it's like no time has passed. You know, it's like yeah. that's no big that's, – that's a friendship. We're secure. Yeah, we're, yeah. There's not a neediness to it. there's not acrimony. I'm sure that in Chicago he denies that he is my friend because some of the people he hangs out with find me and have found me to be you know Ooh,
0: fucking a fascist
1: cares. Nazi and I, you know I say I don't care that's his problem. It's really not my problem right But the thing about it is we don't talk about it. he doesn't bring it up
0: and we're just we just yeah. we're just friends you know and so it's it's I, I, that's how friendship should be. Like, I, you know, and a part of me worries about this guy who adopted Loki. Because, like, Jesus, dude, like, are you okay? And are you going to be okay? But beyond that, I'm more concerned about the dog like i do I, I think the dog will be loved i don't think that the guy oh is yeah bad see i think that dog, guy but it's like no
1: i think that guy's gonna be that guy's gonna cling to this fucking dog eventually the dog's just gonna show up at your doorstep and he's gonna have this look on his face like please motherfucker this guy won't
0: leave me alone yes,
1: he pets is, me
0: exactly all the right. time yeah. he pets me constantly do you guys remember when I was staying with you for those couple of weeks and you were like Loki we're gonna get you potty trained and like I'm totally potty trained now you know what else I can do because of this motherfucker I can put socks on him I can put <laughs> socks on this guy's feet I don't know how like he didn't I just had to do it I just had to do it because he was just laying bed he keeps flashing his like, junk at me someone put socks on me is there anybody who can know, put socks on me and finally I said fuck it and now gang it's Rorschach of the news
1: the Oscars.
0: Uh, the Oscars are probably not diverse enough. I think there were some movies nominated. ahead okay. not tell you. I hope the winners win. You know, and that's exactly how, like I put I believe a couple weeks
1: ago, there's nothing <laughs> in this world, in the world today, there are very few things
0: less relevant than the motherfucking Oscars. I'm always interested and in in how like in the production of because that's part of my job is like you know, putting on shows and production and live events and television programs. and so I'm curious for that, but uh, well, I will tell um, you one thing all right, I just
1: want I just want to tell you the one thing about the Oscars, uh, hold on, i I have to uh, I have to find this. The one thing about the Oscars that is interesting, and it made me want to not watch it even more. Then I didn't really want to watch it before. (laughs) They have three hosts. Oh, God. You ready for the hosts? You ready for the hosts? Huey, Dewey, and Louie. All right. Here's here's how I envision the conversation. Hey, let's get some women to host. Okay. Yeah. How about Tig Notaro, Tiffany Haddish, and Allie Wong? No. No, they're too funny. No one would pay attention to the movie stars. Okay, how about Maya Rudolph, Melissa McCarthy, and Sarah Silverman? No, no, still too funny. Still too funny. Let's go with someone only marginally funny, someone who is an infamous joke thief, and someone really abrasive, but not so much funny, but she presents as funny whether you laugh or not. Okay, let me work on that, and I'll get back to you. And they came up with Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes.
0: (laughs) Okay. I do like Wanda Sykes. Say I don't
1: think Wanda Sykes is even 5 seconds of funny. Regina I think she Hall. presents as funny. Regina, Regina Hall was Hall. in the sca- No, she's fine. She was in the scary movie franchise, but who gives a shit? Who's Regina Hall? Is she is she Billy Crystal? Is she, is she is hey, Wait a, she, a minute. She's not Regina? even Hang fucking a second. Who
0: is Regina Exactly. Hall?
1: She's not even Adam Carolla famous. Give me a break.
0: Oh, that is not who I thought Regina Hall was. (laughs) I know who you thought it was. All right. Well, there's that. And then Amy Schumer. Yeah, this is... Okay.
1: Fuck her. I hate Amy Schumer. I can't stand her. All right. Second thing. Second Rorschach. Expiring mask mandates.
0: I think it's great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm fine with it. I'm also fine with places of business or private... uh, domiciles that say please put a mask on i'll do that too but i like the <laughs> idea of if i don't have to wear it and fog up my glass. like today i was in the apple store um we got a I, I was exchanging i got a gift of uh from a client um the airpod max pro things the over the head headphones you gotta and, get oh my yeah, god i know so those are like 600 bucks right no shit. And I brought them up and I was like, I don't need them. I've got these Bose headphones that I love. So we need a new iPad and Katie wants AirPods. Oh, okay. You talked about this two weeks ago. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. I went into Apple today to exchange them and buy the shit. And the Apple store, this is the one in Lincoln Park. Uh, the Apple store, it's, it's loud already. And I can't hear ambient noise. Like it's really hard for me to hear things with ambient noise. So I used to, I, I can't read lips, but I could look at somebody's mouth and that would help. You know, read read lips, I guess. Well, I can't do that with masks on, so I'm struggling to hear what this guy is saying to me. And then I was struggling to hear the girl, when I went over to look at the iPads, because I just we just want a regular iPad. We don't need a Pro, we don't need yeah, an Air, we yeah, don't need a Max, yeah. any of this shit. Um, so I, I walk over there and she goes, you know, how how can I help you? And I was like, I'd like an iPad. She goes, great, which one are you thinking? I'm like, this one right here, the the basic one, still has the home button. You know, sixty-four gigs, Wi-Fi only. She goes, okay. Let me see if it's available. Oh, we don't have it right now. So you're gonna have to get an Air. And I go, oh, gonna have to get an Air. Okay. So I said, all right. Well, what's the like? What's the difference between them? She goes, well, the Air doesn't have the home button and blah 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 blah, and a couple other things. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It's way better. It's way better. Sure. And I said, well, what's the what's the price on on the Air? She said it's starting at six hundred dollars. And I'm like, oh, I don't need a, a six hundred dollar iPad. Like it. So, just can I? Can you order me one of the other ones? And she looks at me, and she goes, "You can order it yourself." And I said, "What?" (laughs) Because I thought I didn't hear her because of the mask and the loud noise. And she said, "You can order it yourself." And then I shit you not, fucking turned on a heel and walked away. I, like, I wow. And I get it. Like, I know that I, I know that I can easily walk before I walk out of the store. I can go on my phone and order it through the. Apple, the Apple App Store, the Apple Store on my phone. But Jesus, how about, sure, let's order that. We'll have it shipped to your house for you. Give me 10 minutes here. You know, it's like the weirdest customer service. Anyway. She's, she's one of those my, unionizing
1: Apple workers, is what she wants to unionize, so she's going to treat people shitty. Okay. So,
0: yeah, so mask mandates, um, let's get rid of them. Uh, you know, I, we've talked about this in the Apecast before. As far as the health of the world, let's, let's get this to endemicity and i will still 100% respect and wear a mask when asked when in the presence of the immunocompromised whatever else i will carry one with me like a condom i'll never use you know it's
1: yeah i 100% agree with you all right number 3 kanye west or
0: yee <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> a couple years ago He's for, in the news for Katie's birthday. she wanted she wanted to go see Kanye really badly. She was really in a in a Kanye phase, so I bought tickets to Kanye. They weren't cheap, but they weren't super expensive, you know, but it's Kanye, so all right. and it was at the rosemont or not the rosemont um, United Center. so this was the show where he had like a stage built above this like the gen, with a general standing you know general mission standing area in the United Center with a like the basketball court would be or the, or the ice rink would be. Which sounds really cool in, in, in uh, on paper, but in practice it didn't work because it's above, all the people standing below him can't, never saw him. So there's like everyone below him that paid for all the on-the-floor seats and then like a good chunk of the first few sections in the actual seated area that can't see him because the stage is it's right above him. They're underneath the stage. For those of us that could see him who are high enough up, we still couldn't see him because there was no lighting on it. It was just the shittiest show, and his energy was crap. And I, at one point, left. I told Katie I had to go to the bathroom. Um, and I was going to get another drink. Did she want anything? She's like, no, I'm fine right now. Cool. So I went out. I didn't go to the bathroom. I had no intention of coming back with drinks right away. I went and drank a couple of tequilas and then slowly drank a beer just to, so I didn't have to be in the same room as that terrible show. After that, I was kind of like, this Kanye fella... I don't think he's that talented anymore. Well, you know why he's in, well, you know why he's in the news right and now, And he's right? going crazy and I think that's unfortunate and he needs more Well, meds, here's but Here's I don't the thing. Know the Here's specifics. the specifics. I just think. All right. Like, here are okay, the specifics.
1: Number one, get number better one or he's... off yourself already. Number one, Pete Davidson is fucking Kim Kardashian oh, and he yes, is online yes. stalking. Number two, okay. he is releasing his new album, but not on Apple or Spotify. You have to buy a $200 device that he's creating in order to get his next album. And what I told Dana was, I said, you know, the thing about it is, and this is the thing about Kanye, is I actually think Kanye is quite talented, but the way he behaves is I want you to think about that guy who stands outside the rainbow room <laughs> uh, with dreadlocks and gold teeth and tries sure. to get you to give him $10 for his self-produced hip-hop record that he made. Yeah. Do you not give, give that guy him money? him for Give him four hundred
0: million dollars, and he's Kanye West. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Same guy. I, I, and I, I, love Kanye's early stuff. I love a lot of his production. You know, as a producer, like he has. He's a very talented serious, guy. Serious, serious bona fides. Yeah. Very, but he's very talented gone guy. Gone a little off the rocker. Is it bona fides or
1: bona fides? I've heard it both ways, and I don't actually know. I think it's both is
0: correct, but it sounds like it would be a, an accent. That would determine that, maybe? Or if you're like... No, on, on Billions, on Billions, they say bona fides.
1: And I've always they said all bona fides. on Billions? Well, yeah, but they're super rich, so they gotta know something.
0: Oh, yeah, that's how it works.
1: Well, actually, they're actors. Whatever. All right. Number so, four. San Francisco Public School Board uh, recounts.
0: Revocations. Oh, revote. I, um, I know nothing about this, but let me give you my hot take on the San Francisco yeah, I want, Public School Board. I, I want the hot take. These guys tch, these guys with their you know dry erase marker limitations and out, out outlawing the uh, or banning the use of mechanical pencils and uh and 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 you're not able to uh Cheating. You're swimming upstream here. You're swimming upstream. Yeah, Here's what, ha- happened. So what happened.
1: Here's what happened was uh and this is this is uh a, some people are in the media and more conservative media and actually in some of the more uh liberal media too are saying this is the beginning the really a sign of the beginning of the end of wokeism. Uh basically you had you had an activist school board In San Francisco, what they were doing was while schools were shut down and money was being lost and kids were staying at home and nobody was doing anything about it, these board members were were spending all of their time and money trying to change the name of schools using Wikipedia As a resource to change the names of schools, because they want to change the names, they want to change all the schools that were named after George Washington to something else. Okay, all the schools named after, yeah, Abraham Lincoln. I mean, and the thing is, they really, yeah, whatever it is, uh, you know. So they were doing that, but really, what did did them in was they pissed off the Asian parents. (laughs) Because they, oh man, they really pissed off. Dude, you got to look it up. They pissed the Asian (laughs) parents off because they also said, we think that uh, this big high school, it's this big high school in San Francisco, we're going to get rid of uh, merit-based inclusion in this high school and we're going to make it a lottery which meant that all these Asian kids that had been working their ass off to actually know how to do shit and read and stuff were fucked. And those Asian parents, and if you look at the poll numbers, because I did, predominantly these guys got voted out by Asian parents. I'm telling you, the Asians came out and said, fuck you, my kid works too hard. You don't just give it away to somebody just because you say they need it. It, It's a very interesting thing. That was the San Francisco public school board. Very interesting Number five,
0: the Ukraine. I feel like the Ukraine is the, the tease in high school. Like the whole Ukraine and Russia. R- Russia's the tease. Russia is the tease. Russia, it's like, would you eat? just... The Ukraine is the bra strap that
1: they're trying to click. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Like just, yep. just make out with me or don't can i can i get the bra off or can't i will you just do are we good are we gonna do this or not i can't take it anymore tell me dump me dump me if you don't like me that's fine walk away but if you're gonna make a, if, if i can make a move on you please just let something needs to happen because yeah well the thing is because i keep hearing like well the stock market is and you know for, you know me like fuck the stock market i mean i, I yeah, have stocks yeah. i have 401ks i was looking i got well, see, the thing the is, day, you have
1: stocks. When I hear stock I, market, my eyes glaze over like I do when I hear oh, NFTs or crypto over. concerns. Crypto, it's like I don't have anything involved with it. I'm not going to involve myself in it. I'm glad you have stocks. Yeah. No, no, You no, can no. let but, me know how it's going. I could give a shit about thing. that stuff. I do
0: not follow the I stocks go and, at all. I play,
1: I play the Conan slot machine yeah. instead of the
0: slots or the stocks, not, whatever. I do not follow stocks at all when I get my... Statements for my 401k, I look at it and I go, oh, okay. It's no more than like four seconds that I look at these things. Sure. But, and look, if it all goes to shit, I have no problem. Every time I get a statement, I actually think about, I should just cash this out and bank it or do what I want to do to my garage. You know, like spend it like Just so you
1: know, it, and you know? I'll just give you one piece of advice, not that I know anything about stocks, but my dad really took a bath on stocks because he had stock... He had stock in a in a in a market that was in at the time that he bought the stock was a huge market. And you know, and he was the kind of guy that's like, alright, yeah. I bought the stock, I'm just gonna let it ride. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna focus on it. Yeah. And then then in like twenty eighteen, he realized that he'd really taken a bath on this massive amount of stock that he took out in shopping malls.
0: Oof. Yeah. You see, you got to get out early on that shit. <laughs> Even I know that. You got to watch out for the blockbuster syndrome. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> well, so, but here's the thing is I, I hear, like, you know, because like, I get in the car and I got NPR and it's like the stocks, stock market's doing this. You know, Kai is talking about the stocks taking a dump on Marketplace. Yeah. Because yeah. of the uncertainty in Ukraine. This has been happening for weeks now. So it's, and the reason that it bothers me is not because of the stocks or my whatever fucking loss I might be taking, I don't know. I don't care. It's that when the stock market starts to go to shit, America starts to panic and freak out, and they talk about it. And then it's all this fucking talk about stocks, which I can't goddamn stand. And the people So you think the out, Ukraine is all about decisions. stocks? So No, no, no. I'm not saying it's all about stocks. Okay. I'm saying this is the effect it's having on the United States right now. I mean, there's other things that it affects, but this is right now the most... <laughs> From my perspective the loudest most brightest effect the most immediate effect that it's having right now so either invade so we can be like okay we know what the stock market's going to do it's going to go to shit or it's going to be great because we're going to war but this wishy-washy bullshit knock it off because i'm tired no. of them talking about the fucking stocks. david david
1: it's not it's not wishy-washy and i'm going to tell you why this is this is my perspective and the reading i've done
0: wait what's not wishy-washy? I think-
1: This whole sort of pretend invasion of Ukraine.
0: It's not pretend, it's
1: happening. Well, they're not invading. They're just standing there. They've got 190 thousand troops surrounding. Bombs they're shooting. At them. They're <laughs> they're, <laughs> th- they're shooting bombs, but it, but it's not a full on invasion. They not have yet. not occupied not Ukraine. They're clearing here's, the way. Going well, if the way. thing like, is, if you if you listen to the Ukrainians, and uh, this is the thing, or they're just uh, rubbing uh,
0: your dick over your jeans.
1: Which here's is the thing. Fine. I've read. I've I've read the thing about it is, if they go into the Ukraine, they're going to get beat, and Putin knows it. They got fucking grandmas in the Ukraine with goddamn fucking AK-47s. No one's taking the Ukraine. No one is taking... Those motherfuckers are... They're badass. They're as badass as the Vietnamese ever were. And they, yeah, and they can handle the cold. Yeah. So no <laughs> one's taking Ukraine. They can handle the cold. So no one's taking the Ukraine. What this is about is is we are so divided in this country that as a country, we are weak. We are perceived as weak. And so the reason China is fucking murdering the Uyghurs... And kind of going after Taiwan, which we cannot allow, and the reason that Putin is looking to see how much of the, of the former Soviet Union he can reabsorb, they're testing us to see what we will do. It's not about NATO. It's what's the United States going to do, because they seem really fucked. Mm-hmm. And you know yeah. what? We kind of are. So that's my, that's my take on Ukraine. Yeah, number six. Number six. Stocks. Stocks. Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman has passed, and I want to know what this... your favorite Ivan Reitman movie was. So
0: this is or is, is I, I, I've currently
1: yet, I've yet to because uh, uh, PJ uh, R- R- PJ O'Rourke died, and that made me really sad but P.J. I died? yeah he died a week ago. And See, I was been, sad because so I actually busy. knew what's well, so I actually knew PJ O'Rourke. Yeah. I worked with PJ O'Rourke. He's a lovely, drunken
0: yeah.
1: fucking man, but I loved yeah. him. Um he was a really uh. really, really, really nice guy. So that made me sad. Yeah. And maybe maybe he was the last funny Republican on the earth. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that's that that's gone. But uh, Ivan Reitman I did not know, but I had a you know, he affected my life because of the films he made. So I was just curious.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't like uh, reflected on on his passing because I I was busy with work and it happened. I, and the only reason I found out about it was because I happened to be checking my personal email, and on my personal email I still get like my Twitter account, which I'm hardly yeah. involved in engaging at all. Um, but it's like you know, the Don Hall posted or Bob Nana post, you know, whatever it is, and it was. Actually, Um, it's not Don Hall post. It's the literate ape. It's the literate ape. I do not have have a personal uh, Twitter account. Uh, But I think it was his son, David Mm -hmm. Reitman, Stephen Reitman, Eric Reitman. Jason.
1: Jason Reitman. Johnson
0: Reitman. So Johnson had posted something, and I apparently followed Johnson Reitman on Twitter, and it said, I've lost something. And I was like, oh, shit. Clearly, he's talking about his dad. His dad, oh, my God. So I was like, oh, shit. And yeah, and I don't know Ivan Reitman. Like, I, I'm not going to miss him. You know, but you like, know his work. But his w- you but know his work. Yeah, and his work is always there, and I can go so back to what is So your, what is your
1: favorite Ivan Reitman film of all time? Dana and I disagreed on this. We had to talk about this
0: today. So yeah. uh, my, I, she's, I, she's frustrated, but she understands my choice. Before I say this, you have to understand that I love the majority of his films. I do, too so much and there are so many that are so at, like if I had to pick like a oh, top God, I, that would fill the top oh, 25 so yeah yeah quickly. yeah yeah yeah. no but there's so, gotta
1: be one and if you say the same one I say I will I, I will blow it will blow my mind but I I'll be happy I, I feel like I it's don't think not we gonna will be the, right I don't,
0: one, the same one it's not gonna be the same one go for it it's Ghostbusters that's Danis yeah that's an age thing because yeah. Dane and I are the same mine, age. It's an age thing. Because mine yours, yeah.
1: is stripes. Of course. Yep. I because that's an age thing. Exactly. Yep. Although, although stripes I will would say be my that two. I, I will say that meatballs, meatballs is actually three. actually meatballs was because meatballs was the movie when I was a kid when I was a, I was a freshman in high school I was a smartass mm-hmm. and nobody really respected the smartass I was just I I mean I literally got beat up. Mm-hmm. You know, I was big enough that I could fight back, but I got beat up a lot, you know, in yeah. in, in in the in the fucking Kansas corn fed motherfucking football league, mm-hmm. goddamn Christian high school. I got I got beat up quite a bit. And then all of a sudden meatballs came out. And I had more people in school, teachers included, that were like, Oh, you're a smart ass like Bill Murray. You're funny. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I was funny and not just a pain in the ass. Yeah, Bill Murray and Ivan Reitman did that. But Stripes will always be my favorite Ivan Reitman movie. It's yeah. just one of the fun. I wrote about it in problematic movies uh-huh. of the 80s. Uh-huh. It is still one of my favorite movies. I will watch it over and over again. It makes me laugh constantly even the stuff that's not appropriate today no, still makes me
0: laugh cuz there's because even the inappropriate stuff and it is there's some stuff but it's some it's of it's done, just not yeah it's done there's a bill it's murray it's not there's a bill murray it's not
1: about hurting somebody right. it's about making you laugh right. there's, and there's a charm yes. to it, there's, oh, God. there's
0: a level of idiocy even in, in ghostbusters did you there's see ghostbusters sci- afterlife three scientists, not yet no but Ghostbusters, okay. like, this is the genius of, I, one, I think, Ivan Reitman, the genius of uh, that time period. Yeah. The, uh, the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s. And then the chemistry of, like, oh. Ackroyd and Ramus and, and, and Bill, Bill, just Bill Murray alone. And I but think you know you, the is, thing is, you know that the original
1: role of Vinkman was written for Belushi. Uh, yeah, it was Belushi, Belushi. and, and it's it extraordinary to. It's extraordinary because I've thought about exactly the same thing. Yeah. If, if it had been Belushi, it would not have worked the way it did. It still would have been funny. It may
0: have been good. It wouldn't. Have, it, it, would it still would have been, been funny. Yeah.
1: But the iconic perf- performance by Bill Murray as as Peter Vinkman is so good. It's so funny. It's so him. Yeah. It set his character. I, I'll be honest with you. Everything he's done ever since has he's been Benkman. a version
0: of that character. I think everything he's ever done has been Bankman. Everything on SNL nah, was Bankman. Not in the, the Buffalo singer, He does all that. Not when, yeah. yeah, but not when the Buffalo Roam.
1: Well, because he's playing a living character. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that's the one exception. Everything else including Lost in Translation, yep. his The 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 yep. Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, yep. everything he's done, Rushmore all been versions of Peter Vinkman. But Peter Vinkman is a version of Bill
0: Murray. And I that's yeah. why it works so but fucking well. Yeah. And that's the thing. is like there is this And Reitman knew that. This idiotic charm because Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and Stripes and all of it. I mean, it, it's they're intelligent buffoons. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm curious about the Belushi thing because, you know, I, it, it's hard not to typecast John Belushi now because he's dead. He only did a, these number of things and he had he's no. He's like Marilyn Bilo Monroe known, or James yeah, Dean. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, and I've thought about this a lot, you know, if, if Belushi had played the Peter Venkman role, would Peter Venkman have been... Would it have still been the uh, Sigourney Weaver's love interest? Because Belushi's love interest feels weird to me, but would he have changed it? Would he have been kind of a fumbling, bumbling John Belushi? He might have. The, the I, thing about it know. is the last movie
1: The last movie Belushi did was Continental Divide, and he was really pushing towards being a little bit less like the Blutarsky kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And he's quite good in Continental Divide. I don't know if you've yeah, seen that. sure. Yeah. And it, and he's really very good at it, and I have a feeling that if he played Vinkman, he might have kind of gone with that mm-hmm. sort of much less kind of characterization and kind of go because he was really good at it. Um, but it wasn't I think the you'd have bees to because
0: you can't. And uh, yeah, it's just it's so hard to imagine Ghostbusters with Gluto. yeah yeah, you know, because I, you know, like, I, I don't think it would have been Bluto. I
1: think I don't think it would have been Blue Tireskate. It would have been a lot Belushi's more like his kind of the, the character. because
0: Vankman or sorry, Jesus Murf Murray has always been understated mm-hmm. in in his comedy. Yeah, yeah, he's so Belushi dry. Was over like, the top. Was go big. Yeah, even when yeah. he was mellow. So it's it's an it's 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 this interesting thing about that 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 era of. Of comedy and yes, it's of white male comedy. I get it. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? I'm, just, I'm putting it out there as a disclaimer. It's there, but yeah.
1: You know what? You go ahead and put that disclaimer is and and if you rem- if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about watching uh, the Bill Cosby thing. So don't yeah. tell me about white male. It's just male, male. Period. Well, then it'd be
0: white. It's male. Male is shitty. My wife is giving birth to a second white male that I put inside of her tummy. God damn you, you brought another white male in the world. Well, look man, they will not replace us.
1: All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week.
0: It's a watch on Hulu, Pam and Tommy. I just watched the first
1: episode. The so, other, other than the fact that I hate Seth Rogen like with a passion <laughs> at this point, yeah, that first episode was fucking fun. So tell so, me. So
0: here's the thing: it's um, it's not that great of a show. The acting is amazing. Uh, Seth Rogen is is Seth Rogen. He's fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Offerman is always a treat. It's always fun. Sebastian Stan and I. am Jesus Christ, I'm not he, the first one to say but so, Sebastian Stan. He's and Lily so James good as Tommy and Pam are incredible. I. On point, with right? All, with all of the makeup, that it doesn't look gaudy. It like no I, I lose myself in them. And granted, I watch it late at night, so I'm sometimes a little high, but like I yeah. totally like I've only watched the first episode and Sebastian you don't see
1: that much of Lily James, but yeah, man, Sebastian Lily, Stan. The only thing I can the only thing I thought about is the Sebastian Stan is he needs to be like another six inches taller, but otherwise
0: yeah, yeah, he yeah. just but, fucking nails it. He's, he's so it. much fun. It. And so the performances from the two actors from from or from the two main titular yeah. actors, uh, Lily James and Sebastian Stan, are it's just it's incredible work. It's just inc- and the makeup is is incredible. The sets I think are really good. the The issues I have with it are that it feels um, a little plays a little tabloidy, which is kind of like the point of. That they're trying to make anything. I mean, look at how yeah. at this moment, because it it's it's a really interesting period piece because it is. Mm-hmm. It's not just oh, this is the '90s. This is a very specific moment in the '90s in '90s history. The, yeah, when internet porn was happening, of when celebrity and privacy was changing, and how it, the two converged. Correct
1: me if I'm wrong. Is this the first like l- like sex tape that was kind of
0: like? Bleak? this was like the first celebrity like
1: season. the very yeah, first one yeah. i was gonna say i thought this yeah. like i said i only watched the first episode but i thought was this the first one or this is this just I, a part I've of it i've never
0: seen it which i kind of want to go back oh and i've it, seen it now i feel bad watching it because oh, oh i've totally seen it like, i've jerked it off to, to it. These, to this sure i mean i'm sure it's awesome no i jerked off to it in the 90s so no, i get yeah. it you said it once that's enough I, <laughs> no i'm gonna say it again i <laughs> no, jerked You did what off to it in you, the nineties. When, when you watched it, what were you doing while you
1: were watching it? I was spanking my monkey. Interesting.
0: Yeah. But it's like, you know, you watch this now and you feel bad about it because you like now I know, you know, thirty years, whatever the hell it's been, twenty-eight years later yeah. it's been. Um, I know, like the impact it had on Pamela Anderson and and the sexism mm-hmm. and the misogyny that come, and it's all it's totally fucked up, you know. So it's hard. So have to, you like, watched the entire series or just? I've, I'm I'm caught up. It's not. It's releases one week at a time on Wednesdays. Okay, so yeah. I like I said, I just watched the first uh, episode because I was
1: curious, and now I'm going to watch the rest. So
0: it's good. I mean, it's it's worth the watch because it does it's it does a really good job of putting you back. We've talked about this on other, other shows. It does a yeah, really good job of getting yeah. you back in that moment. My one issue with that, as it being a period piece, is that it, the soundtrack is great. The soundtrack's great. But they're playing songs from like 1998 during scene, scenes that take place in
1: 1995. That, okay. That yeah, a, that, that drives you a nuts. Of mine that drives you nuts. Yeah, all right, that's fair.
0: It's an easy fix. Just, yeah, that's not a you know,
1: but it just well, it just means that the people that are actually making the show weren't alive,
0: or during just, the or time they just that got it a was, little, they just got a little loose with it. In that's fact, you know, fair, I've that's got fair. a friend, I've got a friend who she works in in LA. She is a soundtrack producer. So yeah, she, I, I might reach out to her and be like, just out of curiosity, what the I, fuck? I, well, yeah, I, you know, yeah, what the fuck? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 good. It's fun. It's interesting. But it also feels a little dirty because you're like reliving the tabloid hell that Pamela and and Tommy. I mean, that guy's kind of a dick, from what we know. Like, I don't know him personally. <laughs> from what he is
1: a big dick, that's for sure. And Jesus. Jesus. No, no, he really does have a big dick. I mean, I've Jesus. Seen it. Like I've seen the pictures. I jerked I've off. Seen to all it. the stills. Not right. to the dick, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the maybe a little bit. Yeah, it, have it was if pretty the dick big. Hadn't been there. My first thing is also a watch. It's on Netflix. It is called inventing oh, Anna.
0: Okay. Yep. Because you're, you're. Um. I. Coming I, out.
1: Yeah. I was not. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't really that interested. This is about Anna Delvey or Anna Sorokin. Um. She was the scammer in the uh, late twenty aughts. Mm-hmm. Um. And the thing about it is, I wasn't. I mean, I'm not the biggest Shonda Rhimes fan. I mean, and not not. Yeah. It's just it's sort of melodrama that kind of thing. But it's, I thought, it's, you know it's, what?
0: I it's, it's primetime soap opera shit. Yeah, it's like, prime time awesome soap opera. It, but like, not, well, the thing of yeah, she.
1: Yeah, I think she's phenomenal, tea, but it's yeah. not my thing. Not but I bags. saw, I saw a clip of Julia Garner playing Anna Delvey, and her accent was almost Borat weird. And I thought, yeah, how? And I did. I mean, I literally heard her do this accent, and I went, they're going to do eleven episodes of this shit. How could that possibly fucking work? I mean, I really was. I was fascinated by how did they get Julia Garner, who was very good for Mozart? so good. I mean, she's phenomenal. She was amazing I was for like,
0: the Americans. She's, I, I, loved yeah, right?
1: yeah, I love Julia Garner. Yeah, she's, right. She's really, yeah. really talented. But I was like, what the fuck is that accent? It's just, it, it's almost like a joke. And I went, It's almost like all right, I'm, my wife. It, right? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's Borat. So I went and I said, All right, I'm gonna watch the first episode. And I watched the first episode. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm 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 I am genuinely intrigued. But I went back and I watched an interview with the actual Anna Delphi.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I went, God damn it, she does sound like that. I mean, it's not yeah. a That's exactly her fucking accent. So at that point,
0: I was hooked. I was like, I got to watch this. She's Russian-German. She's Eastern Bloc. Like, that's the accent of...
1: I don't even know if she is. She could be anything. She could be making that shit up. We don't know anything about her. And uh, I'll be honest, inventing Anna doesn't really shed a lot of light, but uh, it's a very interesting... I mean, basically, it's either she was a fucking criminal or she was Robin Hood who kept all the gold to himself. I don't know. Or she was both. Or maybe both. But it is, I will say that in terms, you know, bottom line is I was thoroughly satisfied. I binged the shit out of it because I don't do that very often anymore. Now I take my time. Like I really take my time and I want to watch a show. Like 1883, I'm watching one week at a time. I'm really taking my time. This I fucking watched three episodes in one night and the rest of it the next night yeah. i was so fucking into this i highly recommend inventing anna it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea but god damn it it is fascinating shit so
0: two questions uh yeah because i i I've, I've wanted to watch because i've been seeing a lot of buzz about it and i saw i you know i read your your piece that's coming out this week about it and i like to watch um is it melodrama-y? Because I love Julia Garner. No. But, okay. So no, it's, it's not. Okay. This is this is uh
1: the way I would put it is this is it's a puzzle. Now now and the thing about it is we talk about Julia Garner. Um Anna oh. Schlumsky. Do you remember Anna oh, Anna, Anna Schlumsky? Of course. And I love Anna Chomsky, yeah. She she yeah. plays the uh the reporter. The reporter she's yeah. basically yeah. A, she's a basically a, a pseudonymous uh version of Jessica Prescott, I believe, who wrote it for New York Times, and so she's really, like I said, and I put this in my piece. The moment I was hooked, and I, and I mean I was hooked, is in the first episode. Is Anna Delvey, Julie Garner, is in prison. She's in Rikers Island because she's been denied bail because she has been charged with all these grand larceny charges. Yeah. And Anna Chlumsky, who is playing, you know, a New York Times reporter, wants to interview her. So she goes on this long, instead of like setting up an interview, she gets on the fucking bus to goddamn Rikers. And she's pregnant. So she spends the entire day, she spends eight hours getting to Rikers Island so that she can meet with Anna Delvey. Mm Mm-hmm. And she sits down with her, and Anna Delvey goes through, and with this crazy fucking accent, it's the first time you get to see her talk. And she goes through all how her clothing, like her, I can't believe you're wearing this. And she's talking about all the clothing she could wear, like it could be much more high end. Oh, I heard she her say, like, about, Are you
0: poor? That was like in the trailer. Like Yeah, are you are poor? You
1: poor? Yeah. yeah, she does that. And then she looks as she's getting up to leave, and, and, Anna, Anna Chomsky doesn't even know if she's got a, like a real-life story or not. And Julia Garner looks at her, and she says, are you pregnant or just very, very fat?
0: Fair question.
1: And I went, holy shit. And I realized at the end of the day, and that's what I put in my piece, is the reason people fell for her the reason people felt for Anna Delvey, Anna Sorokin, was because she legitimately at least presented that she didn't give a shit what yeah. you
0: thought of her. Yeah. And that is really, really compelling. It's really sexy. You and you know yeah, you want you want them to like you. That is so that's Lord. my
1: first thing. Yeah. My first thing is inventing Anna on yeah. Netflix. I highly
0: recommend it. Great. My next thing is uh, It's another watch. It's on Netflix. Murderville.
1: Give Murderville a watch. I love, it. Watch. I love it. it. It's so stupid. It's, it's so, so stupid. stupid I can't
0: stand it. It's But the premise is
1: great. It's so and
0: fucking it's, stupid. And for God, two I love guys, it. For two guys that aren't big on improv, because we've been to the wars, man. We've
1: done you know? it, and, and uh, I did it professionally for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, I
0: get it. Uh, but Murderville, it's a... Uh, God, it's funny. Bill Arnett plays a detective. <laughs> uh, detective Terry Seattle. Terry he, Seattle. And he's an idiot. Yes. He's got a, you know, he's got a cop, cop mustache. Big and cop mustache. And every week or every episode, he gets a new partner <laughs> who is a celebrity playing himself. So the first two episodes, for, uh, that's all I've seen so far, is uh, the first one is Conan O'Brien. Yeah. And the second one and is Marshawn is- Mar- uh, Lynch. Marshall it's Miranda. so funny, so and fucking funny. So they're in on the joke, but they have to like actually the, the celebrity guest. They don't have a script. Celebrity has to actually solve the it's the like murder. Right, have you
1: ever done? And, all right, so you're an improviser. Have you ever done the murder mystery thing? Of course. Remember that yeah. with the the boom of that shit. Yeah. I used to yeah. be. I used I did it. for I
0: fucking hated it. Oh.
1: For, for, uh, I want to say for like two years, for two years, I was the lead. I was sort of like the Clouseau. I was the lead detective. I was the Perot of uh, a company that did live, like, uh, you know, you pay and they would do the murder mystery. And that's exactly what this fucking thing reminds me of is, is like, Will Arnett knows what the, nothing made me laugh. And I laughed. I laughed so fucking hard I thought I was gonna crap myself. Well, here's the thing. When about it, when Conan that- O'Brien when Conan O'Brien is having to interview the 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 waitress, yeah, and Will Arnett keeps the throwing hot sauce. <laughs> hot sauce. Oh my god, he keeps throwing hot sauce. Hey, Conan O'Brien's Irish, so he's just fucking eating. just sweating and turning beet stopping? fucking eating,
0: red, eating all of because
1: it. that's th- yeah. because he is game for he's the show. But That's I swear to God, I thought I was going to shit my pants because he's just killing himself trying to interview. Just every time Will yeah. Arnett would just dump hot sauce on him. just cracking
0: up or trying not oh, to he's crack killing! Oh, it's him. killing him. It's killing him. That's what's time, funny about it. Oh, I loved it. The last time I did a murder mystery like this was <laughs> in, in Las Vegas, in the house of the drummer for Primus, all Ooh. of his gold platinum records around the walls nice with, with the cast of second city that was performing at the flamingo when it was there with yeah jason when Sudeikis, they did their vegas thing yeah they did Kay their vegas Cannon. thing uh fuck yep. who else was there uh but all those like guys that are like like now huge and i'm like this like i like these people having a fine time with the company but this is the dumbest game we're all adults why the fuck are we doing this but seeing yeah. it as Murderville, it's much more fun, and there is—it's way play, more fun. There's there's an idiocy, there's a playfulness. It's, it's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: I said, uh, I go for this. All right, my second thing is, and we talked a little bit about. It's amazing we talked about this, but it is a read. It's <coughs> it's in the Atlantic. It's by Jennifer Senior. I love it. It's Jennifer a pretty Senior. long. Yeah, it's a pretty long read. It's your friends who break your heart. This is a really. I'm telling you, this is yeah. a really great long read. It is compelling. It is about how friendships split, how they split apart, how they they kind of not
0: work. And she uh, like when they asked you has, to come over to help you get dressed. Well, no, no. I mean, she's she's the well, the, they the, the, don't. the
1: the centerpiece is between two women um, who had an online friendship, like a deep online friendship mm, friendship mm-hmm. and how that thing started to splinter well it splintered they took their email exchanges and made it a book and it's it's really intense mm. and 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 sad and also very illustrative of how friendships can and, and in a in a in a time She doesn't really address this directly, but in a time where families are falling or are kind of being torn apart, friendships are being torn apart because of Murphy Brown. Exactly. No, the thing about it is what I will say is when I read this, about halfway through, I thought about Peter Kramidis Mm, mm -hmm. and how he and I are no longer friends and we'll never be friends again. Yeah. And why that is the case it really it's 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 a very 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 it in terms of journalism and I like I said I'm a big fan of the Atlantic yes. in general yeah. in general I, I'm a fan but this is a spectacularly well written piece real it takes a while to read so take your time but it it's called it's by Jennifer senior it's in the Atlantic It's your friends who break your heart. I highly recommend the read okay.
0: My last thing this week to uh, do—it's—I admit it's a little lazy this week. My my three things—they're all watches. You know, sometimes a writer's just got to sit on his ass, their ass, sorry, and watch some fucking television. Nothing wrong Uh, with it. So this is a watch that we've recommended before. Now that I've completed the first season peacemaker on hbo max god damn it i cannot recommend this enough dude dude the last episode all
1: i can think of is when you see jason momoa as fucking aquaman shut up don no fuck off stop when you see when you see him you go
0: worst person
1: i don't give a shit when you see (laughs) that you go they will let james gunn do fucking anything That it's is kinda like, that is one of the funniest, most satisfying moments of almost any television series
0: I've ever seen. I didn't even think about the James Gunn, DC, uh, Marvel connection. They'll just fucking let that motherfucker do anything. It right it's like, yeah, hey, they'll let him do anything Momoa, he wants. It's Gunn. Listen, I got to yeah. break. Thor and the Guardians are taking a dump or something. Can I get you on yeah. set for like 20 minutes? I mean, literally, he got he got. What's what's the what's
1: the 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 Flash? What's that that actor's name? Barry Allen. No, well, Barry Allen's the character name, but I anyway. From the Justice League, what I loved about it
0: is, God damn it, Donnie, this I is hate what I'm doing this right now. That's like the whole, you know, f- you know, you're, fuck you're, you're off, fucking stepping on a joke right now. For those who haven't seen it, you dick. Well, they, they're gonna
1: get it. They're, if they haven't seen it yet and they're waiting for the ape cast to recommend it, they've missed out. All I'm saying is. First of all, the whole season is great, but I gotta tell you, all I can think of is that that DC said, Oh, James, James Gunn, who made the suicide squad that suddenly made billions of dollars yeah. and is doing Peacemaker, which makes no pragmatic sense in any kind of world that it's this good, and it is this good. Um, that James Gunn called DC had said, I need your two – you've got two stars that are coming out with two – you've got whatever his name is doing The Flash, and that's Mm -hmm. coming out Mm -hmm. with Michael Keaton, by the way. Yeah. And we need Jason Momoa, who's going to do Aquaman, too. We need cameos from these two fuckers because we've got to have the Justice League. They wouldn't give him Gal Gadot or fucking uh, uh, Superman. Henry Cavill. But they'll give him those two, and they make jokes at their expense. Oh my it's fucking great. god! It's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. But I laughed
0: so hard I thought I was going to shit. Well, and the the reason that that Peacemaker works not it, is yeah, I mean, it, almost all in part because of of uh, well the I was going to say all because of of James Gunn but obviously the cast is incredible the crew of course they're great they're great everything everything is great about that they show did, and the reason that DC john cena, has cena as you said as john, you said john, john cena is greater than than uh Dwayne johnson and Dwayne everything johnson. No, he really no is so reason, good no reason to compare them except that two wrestlers who came up around the same yeah, time and, john you know, cena is so fucking funny in this john show cena it's has, hard to believe cuz john cena was out of the gate after the rock had Establish himself and look. I, I love I love Dwayne Johnson. Like he's great. I'll no, I do fine. too. But
1: but John Cena. John has Cena doesn't depth. mind making fun of himself.
0: No, but even more than that, he's got. A he loves he it. Actually, acts and pulls on him. He really is good.
1: Well, it's because Dwayne Johnson hasn't been. He the, the only movie he's ever done that I thought he had to actually like act the scorpion no actually it was was uh oh shit walking tall the remake of walking tall with johnny Knoxville, which was and he actually had to act it's not a great movie but he's really good at it everything else dwayne johnson is a superhero he's a superhero what i love what i love about what john cena does in peacemaker is he is the most Flawed superhero you're ever gonna see, and when he, no, he's I do He's Chris Smith. He's
0: he, he, Smith when, and that's when, it.
1: when, he, when he, I don't. Don't <laughs> see, I've already get. Don't, see don't, that thing, don't,
0: Don not don't. I don't want to get. This is a big when moment. He,
1: but you know what I'm talking about. When yes. he has that moment, yes, God. Damn it, yeah. it's like, oh my god yeah. I, I I mean, I cried,
0: I did, well, and, and I got going tears to your, to your to the point he's of your, so good your uh I think your second thing uh the read in the Atlantic that it's your friends who break your heart they're
1: the, oh it's so good
0: the the, the, the the theme fuck you James of, Gunn. Of fuck this, you, you were such a genius of this pro of this at least this season, I, you know, I don't know what next season holds, but the theme of this season to me is your friends and how they break your heart and how they heal your heart and how they forge new. It's just like, it's so, and his like, yes, eagerly.
1: Uh, God damn it. It's funny. Try to apologize to me for something. I'm yeah, right. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. That's the fucking, I swear to God. And the thing about it is the fart sound scene went far too long. It went far too long but it still made it perfect and it made me laugh. Halfway through that oh, scene, shit, I I, I thought funny. to myself,
0: "All right. At what point did James Gunn go, "Nah, let it fucking ride. Yeah, keep let, going. As, keep, as keep going." The director with it. and the writer of that episode. You're right. And the showrunner of the and the creator yeah. of just, just go, just go
1: with it, it just was, go with it. Because, but you know it's what? so it, it long, so, but it's it so, so funny. Real.
0: It was so real, but what? So but what makes so it? So but
1: what makes it? what makes it work so well is uh, Vigilante when he wants to keep doing it. And he's like, "We're done, man."
0: What? Come on, That's we so had a great fucking... time killing all those. Killing, murdering all those people. Oh God! Yeah, it's it's such right. a good show. I
1: highly recommend Peacemaker. Yeah. I can't wait for the second season. I'm thrilled and by every I, I moment just, of it. I have it.
0: to say this again. I just really have to because I'm yeah. trying to get Katie to watch it. Oh, like she's Katie, gonna, Dana Katie won't will watch it. Dana Katie won't watch will it. Watch the superhero movies and be like, eh. But like some of them, she's like, ooh, like with Logan it's yeah. like, oh my god, this is the, See, one of the best movies I've Dana's ever seen. the same way, Dana's the same
1: way she loved Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Yeah. Where it's like there's superhero shit happening in and it. And Ant-Man. She or likes Ant Man things happening in it, but it's more yeah. than that. And I Peacemaker is not a superhero film. Peacemaker is a film about <laughs> friendship and finding your place and being outcasts. Because <laughs> even like even the, the bad guy aliens. Oh, yeah, cast trying to like make shit. It is a heartfelt Dude. and sociological study, anthropological look at humanity. And I want to, and I, and I want to, I want to add a absurd layer to guns it and the, explosions.
1: Yeah, I want to add a layer to it, and then I'll get to my third thing. Dana has had in the car the CD of Pulp Fiction,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, the Pulp Fiction soundtrack Great in the soundtrack. car, yeah. And I was listening to it, and it occurred to me, and that's one of the things I think uh, Paul Thomas Anderson does well, Scorsese does really well, Um, and I think James Gunn does it well, because I'm listening to, I mean, I can't listen to Miserloo. Or girl, say, like, bum bum yeah. you'll be a woman. woman. And not, and, and not and indelibly connected. That's it. <laughs> well, it's they've taken iconic, really good music and connected it to a narrative that you cannot separate yeah. from that music. And that is a really extraordinary talent. I don't think everybody gets to have that talent because there's not that many moments I can think of I mean, there are plenty of them, but I mean, you think about the vast majority of films. When you can take a piece of music and attach it to a narrative Mm -hmm. so that is so indelible, that is so connected, that when you hear that music, you automatically are sucked into that narrative. That's a big fucking deal. And James Gunn... Really has that shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he really gets that shit. He under, and it's not music videos. No. It's about attaching a song you can't get out of your head and then attaching it somehow to a narrative. I mean, I will never listen to, and I don't even know the name of the fucking song, but the thing that they play at the beginning. God, I love that song.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up right now because I was just going to say, um, Opening credits song because I don't know what it is. Uh,
1: It's it's a '90s it's a '90s pop song. It's a '90s like punk song. Norwegian
0: glam metal superstars Wigwam.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you want to
0: taste it? Yeah, do you want to taste it? Deep fucking cut. But
1: here's the thing I love.
0: Here's the thing I love. In that. Battle scene. I Here's went, the thing. Oh, it's here we go. it's yeah.
1: first of all, he's created a song and an opening thing, and I love that. I read this about this with Peacemaker, that he wanted to create an opening sequence because we're now in a place where you can just skip the opening. Yeah, you just hit skip. Yep. He wanted to create an unskippable thing. I'll tell you, I haven't skipped it once. Every time I watch it, I've every, listened every time I watch change. it. And when in the middle of the big fight in the final episode, yep. they suddenly hit that music. Yep. I mean, oh. it, number one, it's fun because its a big battle, but it's doubly fun because oh. that fucking music is playing. It's like Spies holy shit! I can't
0: stand how much I love this. It's genius. I want to kiss. I, and that bro, i, I want to kiss James Gunn on the mouth. Oh, that it's opening credit scene. So the first episode, I watched it and I was like, oh, yep. this looks like. The cast, okay, yeah. And I watched the episode. And I was like, "Well, that's clear, clearly the cast." But it's not. And so I if watched it. It's, it's, s- it's not. It's not. But it's, yeah, it's, some of it. Well, they're all in the show. Yeah, but some of them are not but I major was like, characters. Okay. So I watched the first episode. God, it's funny. And I was like, "Oh yeah, look at that. That's the whole. That was like all the people. In the, there was the the the, the uh, janitor in the hospital. Yeah, the janitor, like, the old guy the on the fucking show, street. Yeah. When oh I watched fuck. The second that's episode. That's so funny." I was like, oh, are they going to change? Because that would be kind of a fun thing. Like, this is like the story's cast this week doing no, the opening I, number to the same dance. And it wasn't. And it I was doesn't like, matter. oh, this is just what it is. But there's just something about it that is so. I laughed it's,
1: every time I saw it. I thought it was is. fun. It is
0: fun. It is sweet. It is sincere. But you know what? Its but you know what? It's, it doesn't take it so but it's so also
1: excessive way. in a weird way. And yeah. the way I put it is at the end of that goddamn opening sequence, Eagly doesn't land and then squeak once, then oh. go ah once. He does it three times. He's like He missed the his
0: fuck mark. Are You do it. He missed yeah, his mark. He's like and he's, I'm adjusting pissing he's on the, yes. the landing and he's adjusting and hoping the judges So don't see I think it. anybody yeah.
1: that's listening to this if they haven't decided to watch Peacemaker and are not watching it right now are fucked. My will, third I say, thing, I will say this
0: just one thing and one last thing and then I will shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> we can't get enough about Seriously. Peacemaker. We love Peacemaker. Cuz I realized this this morning when I woke up <laughs> that what I did last night after I watched the the, seri- the the season episode uh, the season finale that could stand uh, yeah yeah is I wasn't ready for bed and I wanted more like good TV so I switched over to Better Call Saul oh fair I just, fair like, I fair like pulled, that's I good like, shit uh, any season I just kind of like yes yeah, doesn't so, matter whatever yeah. it is Peter Gilligan... Uh, yeah Peter Gilligan no uh, Vince, Vince Gilligan, Gilligan. Jesus uh, so, yeah yeah so Peter Gilligan <laughs> yeah. Vince Gilligan, the way that he did Breaking Bad and and Better Call Saul, I feel like James Gunn is doing with Peacemaker. And looking back on his career, and if I just look back at uh He's just gonna simple, keep as, like his as as Guardians of the Galaxy, like there are these little tiny things, these little bit of of. Sprinkling of of seasoning. You know who? You know, you know just entitled. You know who in. the
1: the two most amazing pop culture icons in terms of creation are right now.
0: Uh, I. James Ray. Gunn.
1: James Gunn and John Favreau. They are creating so many threads of yeah. incredible moments. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. My third thing. My third thing is a listen. He had... (coughs) Excuse me. He had 1,400 episodes on Slate. Before he was... He had 1,400 podcast episodes on Slate. Okay. Before he got fired by Slate because he questioned and on a Slack conversation at work. Oh, yeah. Questioned whether or not you should use you that whether or not you could use the N word in a contextual situation without being a derogatory comment. He got fired, so he decided to create his own thing called Peach Fish Productions. It is Mike Pesca. He has brought back the GIST G I S T. My wife has let me know that there are plenty of GIST. This is the GIST. With Mike Pesca. It is what it's a daily podcast. It is consistently one of the smartest goddamn podcasts that you're going to listen to. Okay. He has uh, he does his opening, he has an interview, and then he does his spiel, and it's all contemporary, it's all right up to date, and it is a really thoughtful, interesting, well researched unusual take i've met yeah. pesca a couple of times he was a guest host for wait wait don't tell me and he was a supremely cool dude very nice guy the only guy the only person the only person and he guest hosted he guest hosted for peter a couple times um the only person i can think of that was cooler in my experience uh during wait wait don't tell me than either tom hanks or 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 Dennis No, I can't think of his name.
0: Leary. Tom Hanks, who apparently Dennis Dennis.
1: Yeah, I don't give a shit if he's shitty he's a great guest host. Tom Hanks or Dennis Leary. Uh, Mike Pesca was right up there. And in super nice guy, and I love I love his podcast. So my third pick for the week is listen to the gist. Okay. With Mike Pesca. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Podcast. The gist peach fish protections. It's it's just great. It's just solid. He's funny. He's interesting. He's well researched. He's great guests. Right. And
0: on. that is my sixth thing. That's the show. And that's the show. Have a great week. Watch Peacemaker. Only kill somebody if it's going to bring more peace to the world. You hear me? vlad putin if that is your real name
1: you can listen to the literate ape cast on apple podcasts stitcher or any place you find your podcast jones if you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court review or share the show on your own platforms
0: or throw us a few bucks on patreon for more information about literate Ape, go to literateape.com, and check out the rest of our podcasts all of our writing and our events Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.